right, hello and welcome to Under the Dome. Uh, I am your host, Magnus Aston. Uh, joining me today is Valerie Ong. How are you today, Valerie? I'm doing well. It's very strange that the roles have been reversed. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Deja vu, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Valerie Ong has been working at iHouse for how many years? Just completed a full year on April Fool's. Jokes on somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's not on us. I know you're a prankster, Valerie. I've been at the... Receiving end? The receiving end of a lot of those... Uh, <laughs> ranks. That's good. How's your quarantine going? It's going well. We're now, I think, week seven of working from home and sheltering in place. And so I think I've adjusted now to a new normal. Yeah, definitely. I feel the same way. This is from your question board. What has been one of the happiest moments of your life and why? (laughs) (laughs) I know it sucks when you have to actually answer the question yourself. (laughs) Right. Uh, I worked mm-hmm. once before for Semester at Sea, which is a, a semester on a ship where you travel all over the world. And I was a, a residence director, so I had a floor of residents that were under my, my purview or my care. And each of the floors or sections were called seas, right? So you belong to a sea. So if you think of like Harry Potter, you're like, yeah, you know, like a house. your house, exactly. So there are about seven C's and there's a designated day where there's this event called uh, the Sea Olympics and it's a full, no classes happen that day. It starts right in the morning and it ends late at night and there's a bunch of different activities happening at the same time um, all over the ship. So every time you do something, you win points for your seat. And we were the Arabian Sea and our color was orange. So, you know, like you also wear the color of your, of your okay, yeah. sea. Uh, and in the beginning, they announced that the Arabian Sea was like in the lead. And then all of a sudden we were all like, oh my gosh, <laughs> well, we can win, right? So then you have this like mentality of like, it's really a competition now. Um, but like, I really, you know, as, as the only staff member and like, adult <laughs> it's like no 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 we just have fun we just want to have fun it's not about winning yeah. <laughs> in the back of my and I kept saying like the red sea is gonna win the red sea is gonna win it's okay you know but we, we're gonna have fun and then at the end of the day the results were being announced and they start with like the person that the team that got uh seventh place so it was a countdown right and then <laughs> third place they say it's the Red Sea. I was like, no way. I thought the Red Sea was going to win. And then it was basically like between our sea, the Arabian Sea and the Caribbean Sea. Um, And like, there's all this drama. Like I watched the video back and my like colleague is like, she's like, you know, this is when like the points get like really complicated because of the lip sync and blah, blah, blah. But the, the first runner up, right. By, you know, by behind only by 40 points is the Caribbean Sea and then all of the Arabian Sea is like crazy like we're screaming and so my my friend had recorded this view of like a pool of orange like a sea of orange basically getting up and like celebrating and you can see like that like somebody at some point is like lifting me up and like I'm like on someone's shoulder and they're like <laughs> chanting Arabian Sea, Arabian Sea, Arabian Sea. And like my head is like about to like hit the top of, <laughs> of the <laughs> ship, basically the roof of the ship. 
Um, and it was just such a crazy magical moment of like everyone was so happy and like I don't think I've ever experienced this like team spirit in such a, a, a in such an intense way um, and then like you know being quote-unquote like the captain of of the the winning team was just like an out-of-body experience and definitely wow. a, a favorite yeah <laughs> that's awesome so you were traveling on the ship. What was your favorite place, uh, your favorite country that you visited on the ship? Mm. Or one of your favorites? Yeah. Uh, Namibia was probably a favorite. And so actually Ebola had hit pretty hard in 2015. So originally we were slated to go to uh which country we we're gonna go to senegal and we were gonna go to ghana but because of ebola we changed our itinerary so we ended up in a place called namibia and then we also stopped in morocco but i never heard of namibia before going on this voyage and uh it was just such an strange place but me and a few of my friends rent it uh, a, a car and we drove and we had a few flat tires. We almost missed the ship <laughs> leaving for it. <laughs> uh, two of us actually hitchhiked back to the ship so we could tell the captain not to leave without the rest of our friends. Uh, so that was quite a surreal moment and experience um, and a story for another time. I just think it's interesting and maybe there's some lessons you could bring obviously into our current situation with the uh, viral illness what happened it seems like is things didn't go according to plan but you ended up having a great experience anyway and i just you know do you feel like that was a learning experience i think yeah it, like everyone was really bummed because well at least i was bummed because i'd never been to either senegal or ghana and i was going to i had plans to meet up with a friend who lives in Senegal. So I was very excited that, you know, I'd be able to see some of the country through her eyes and hadn't seen her for a while either. So I think for me, that was like a personal bummer. But then Namibia was like, oh, it sounds so, it's so different. I've never heard of this place. So I think then it all worked out because obviously it was a different adventure. So it's just taking a different, yeah, I have to re-choose the adventure, you know, those choose the adventure books. Yeah, that's cool. Very cool. Um, you're doing something interesting. Uh, you are trying to visit at least one country every year of your life. How is that going? How many countries have you been to? What's What are we at now? I'm at 60, and I am definitely not 60 years of age. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, yeah, actually, I, this is not something that I came up with. I remember meeting somebody who had this goal and uh, that, that for every year of, of her life, she would she would match it with the number of countries. So I remember only matching the number of countries with my age when I was 29. I was in St. Lucia and I have a photo of me holding the number 29 because <laughs> <laughs> um, I finally had caught up. Uh, and then obviously with semester at sea, I was able to visit a whole bunch more of places uh, and now I'm at 60 and, and, and the hope I would have added had it not been for COVID five more countries this summer, but alas, it will just have to wait. <laughs> I just want to say one thing. Uh, in your bio for Semester at Sea, uh, it says, Valerie has a goal of visiting at least one new country per year of life 
At the end of this voyage, she will have visited 40 countries and 47 U.S. states. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it kind of sound like, <laughs> it sounds like they think you're going to die at age 40. <laughs> no, it's just that like by the end of the voyage, I would have added so many more countries and states. <laughs> yeah, but it sounds like they're saying like per year of life at the end of this voyage, as in the voyage of the your life. The voyage of life, yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's true. But you know, I think like, the, um, like I think about mortality a lot and... Uh, which is kind of a strange thing oh, for <laughs> yeah, which is kind of a strange thing for someone who's you know doing you know knock on wood healthily and and still young. Um, but I think about it a lot because I, uh, you just don't know when you're going to go. I mean, and this is you know pre mm-hmm. pre COVID like yeah, I think it's just it's it's not a given, and so that's why it's been really important for me in terms of my travel goals to to keep going and not assume that I'm going to live until 85 and then no problem. I can totally get to 100 countries easy, right? But I'm just assuming that, you know, I, I won't have as much time, but hopefully I'll be proven wrong. <laughs> on that whole YOLO thing. That's you right. That's right. That? Yeah, I think so to an extent. <laughs> no, it's, uh, I've heard that from a lot of people. I've, I think with everyone being locked up inside and just this unexpected thing coming out of nowhere, I think a lot of people are coming around to that uh, realization that you just don't know when you're going to uh, go, when your next opportunity is going to be. Oh, or, that too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When gonna go. <laughs> and the next opportunity. Oh, it's true. A lot of people, you know, a lot of people at I house are big travel nuts. They love mm-hmm. to see the world and that's why they're living there. And, yeah. You know, all that's all a lot of people's summer plans have been uh, completely changed. Yeah, so. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, there's so many people that are really, really under dire circumstances that it puts into perspective like, okay, yeah, so I won't get to go and travel this summer or, you know, in the foreseeable future. But at the end of the day, like, I have it really good, right? I have, I have. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah so, anyway. Yeah, it's exposed, you know, obviously it sucks, but it also has shown us just a lot of privileges that we have, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, not everywhere in the world is, not everyone has Netflix and Hulu, (laughs) (laughs) ways to keep themselves entertained while they're locked up at home, yeah. This is so sad, (laughs) what a sad conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you're right, we should bring it back to some of these prepared questions I have maybe if you okay wait one more question since you brought up Hogwarts houses if you were a Hogwarts house uh, which which house would you be in house of Slytherin <gasps> your true colors <laughs> we <laughs> don't even have so to go th- you. I don't even have to go to the business school to be <laughs> to be house of Slytherin you might fit in <laughs> so well I mean I just think it's kind of like it's not the expected answer, and it's just like, uh, who wants to be a Hufflepuff? Obviously. Uh, lots of people do. And who wants to be a Ravenclaw? Obviously. And everybody wants what? to be <laughs> on Team Harry. <laughs> so that's why we're with Slytherin. Oh, uh, so you're going, that's the one that people really don't want to be on. Yeah, so I have a shot. Kind of a, a kind of a contrarian. <laughs> I know, like right? The, it's like not expected. It's not house. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really respect that answer, Valerie. Uh, <laughs> it takes a lot of courage. And because of that, that courage that it takes to pick Slytherin, that's why I'm putting you in Gryffindor. Oh, yay! <laughs> it, was very, it was a very brave answer. That was great. You're a great sorting hat. Okay. Well, I think we're about to wrap it up. 
it's Cinco de Mayo at the time of recording, and that's why I have a little bit of trivia for you, Valerie. Okay. Uh, oh, did you know your last name, Ong, O-N-G, it's actually the acronym for non-governmental organization in Spanish, <laughs> and you worked at NGOs for a lot of your career, all of your career? That's great. I like Most that. Most of your career? Just uh, kind of a little... Yeah, I'd say all of my career, yeah. Excellent. When you introduce yourself, I want you to say, Me llamo Valerie O-N-G. O-N-G. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Valerie, it has been such a pleasure talking to you. you uh, to well. all of our listeners, I encourage you to go back, keep listening to Under the Dome, the previous episodes. I've had some great, fabulous guests. I believe Sunny was on. Mm-hmm. What else have we had on, Valerie? Oh, gosh, we've had... Rob, I can't, I can't not like say everybody's name if, if I'm going to do a shout out. There's just so many good ones. Go back and listen to them. Listen to From All Corners. There's just gems. A uh, great way to connect. Uh, stay safe. Stay healthy out there. And uh, we hope to see you next time. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me, Magnus. everyone, Valerie here, just wanting to share an update. The program office created Under the Dome to remind us that even though we may not literally be under the iHouse Dome at the moment, that the iHouse community remains with us wherever we may be, especially during these times of physical distancing due to the COVID-19 pandemic. I've really, really enjoyed the opportunity to chat with all 15 of our resident guests who called in from iHouse Rooms family homes all over Europe and the United States, and even from a self-quarantine hotel in Calcutta. Talking with each of you has made me feel a sense of connection to the iHouse community, regardless of the distance, so I wanted to give you all a big thank you. I also wanted to thank all of our listeners. It's been fun to see so many of you tune in and learn more about your friends through this podcast. We hope Under the Dome lifted your spirits like it did my own. We're wrapping up the series for the academic year, but we look forward to sharing more iHouse stories in the near future. Be sure to subscribe to From All Corners so you don't miss out. Until then, be well and take care. Mm-hmm.